my favorite warm up, I should say, is it's a yoga pose. I'm such a nerd. It's the pigeon. Have you guys done it? Oh, I love the pigeon pose. Okay, bless you. See you now. No, please describe it. <laughs> it's so it's like one of the best stretches ever. It's the greatest thing ever. So you like, it's like weird to explain. You like bend. So if I was doing the right side, you'd like bend your right leg in front of you. And then you would like stretch out your left leg behind you. So it's almost like you're doing the splits, but your front leg is bent. It's really good for your hips. Yes. I was just going to say like, it's a great hip opener. It's just like a, I don't know. I, it's very, it's a very easy exercise for me to do. And it's a very like calming stretch for me to do for some reason. So it's like, it's truly and honestly like how I start my day. I'll like be in pigeon while I'm drinking coffee. That's amazing. I I just looked it up and and <laughs> I can now visualize and 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 appreciate what you just described. So wonderful. Excellent. Can do you, do you think you can do it? No. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, welcome to Artistic Beginnings. I'm Mitch and I'm Melody. This is a podcast where we speak with a variety of creatives to learn about their artistic beginnings. And you just heard from Ashley Argoda. She taught us how to do the pigeon pose. She taught Melody. I tried it. It it didn't quite work. (laughs) Ashley is an actress living in Los Angeles with experience ranging from theater to television. Yeah, we had a really great conversation with her about the ups and downs of her path to becoming an actress and, and some of the great experiences in her career. So let's jump right back in. acting and singing when I was five my mom put me to classes when I was little um and then I oh god I'm trying to like find the annotated version of this because it's so ridiculous and long um (laughs) (laughs) but I uh, yeah I started when I was five I kind of didn't act for a while and I focused mainly on singing and I did like competitions and stuff around my hometown and um I did star search when I was god 10 or 11 or something like that there's a video of me online mm. in star search in the semifinals, and I was wearing oh I can't wait to find that red dress singing um oh my god what is it I want to love you forever by Jessica Simpson oh boy uh and then I went on tour and I did the Lion King after that and that was kind of like my introduction back into acting and then cut to a year, probably a year and a half, two years after I finished Lion King, I got a role on iCarly on Nickelodeon. And then um, right after that, I auditioned for True Jackson. And that was supposed to be my last audition ever. And crazy enough, I ended up booking it and it changed my life. And I've spent the past, God, 12 years on both Nickelodeon and Disney. And I've been very, very lucky. Wow. So two questions here. What what was that timeline like? You said uh, you did Star Search and then Lion King. What what how old were you? Like was this still really early? Oh yeah, I did I did Star Search. I think I was 10 when I did Star Search. I was 11 when I started The Lion King and I turned 12 on tour. So I I spent almost a year touring the West Coast. So we spent 5 months in San Francisco, 7 weeks in Seattle, Tempe and Costa Mesa was my last city. But yeah, it was like, it was basically maybe a year had passed from Star Search to Lion King. Wow. And and then second question, you you said offhand, True Jackson was supposed to be your last audition. Yes. Can, can you explain that to me? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I was, I've been performing since I was five. So 
my mom had to watch me go through a lot of rejection because, you know, there's, you hear no way more often than you hear yes in our, in our business. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it was, it was an audition I wasn't even really supposed to go on because my agents actually didn't know about it. My acting coach told me about it and she, I think she had read like another girl for it. She was like coaching another girl for it. And she thought of me and she was like, you guys have to get her in on this audition. And she like helped get me in. And I don't know. I think my mom was just really tired of seeing her daughter get told no all the time. Like I came really close to a lot of things on Disney and didn't end up getting it. Cause like, you know, I was an inch too short or I just, I was brunette and they were looking for a blonde and just, it was yeah. always such little things that you have no control over. <laughs> yeah, totally no control. And it was, it didn't have anything to do with my talent. It didn't have anything to do with like how good I was or anything. It was just, it was such ridiculous little things. And my mom just saw me get told no for years and years and years. And she, on the morning of my True Jackson audition came into my room and was like, this is your last audition ever. And she just dropped that bomb on me and like left my room. I was like, what? Wow. And I like went to that audition and I was, oh my God, it was awful. I was like sobbed getting ready for it. I had to put ice packs on my eyes on the way because I lived an hour away from my life. So I put like ice packs on my eyes on the way to the oh. audition because they were like, they were literally like swollen shut. And it, and True Jackson was like a, you know, it's a kid sitcom. So it has to be super high energy and super fun and silly. And I was just <laughs> not feeling it that day. God, I I went to the audition and it was a casting director who cast me in iCarly. So it was Krisha Bullock. And I had auditioned for her a few times for other projects that she was doing. And I I truly like attribute that to why I even got called back for it because I can't imagine in my audition for True Jackson that I was fun or silly or funny or any of that because I was just so <laughs> bummed that this was my last audition and oh. I like, couldn't think of anything else yeah so I it was you know I kind I did the audition and then I was like all right well that was it and about a month later my mom kind of was warming up to the idea of me still being in the business and um I went to Krisha's workshop. She had this like acting workshop that we heard of. And my mom was like, yeah, you can go. That's fine. And I ended up going. And at that point, True Jackson was kind of just like this distant memory because it had been a month. So, you know, right. in actor's time, you're like, all right, well, I definitely didn't get that. So that's done. Oh, yeah. You walk out the door. It's gone. <laughs> totally. So I saw her after the workshop and she said, say a prayer, light a candle, because you're in the like, in the group that they want to bring back for testing. And I was like, are you serious? (laughs) So they brought me back in for another couple of like callbacks and network testing. And then my last network test was on a Friday. And on Monday morning, I found out that I got the job. What did your mom think at that point? I think before the callback happened was kind of, she saw how sad I was that it just like, I didn't get to do what I loved anymore. And it was Mm -hmm. truly, I think at that moment too, like, I've been acting and singing since I was so little that it was just like what I did. And I don't think it was until the moment that my mom was like, you're not doing this anymore that I kind of said to myself like, Oh, this is, this is what I want to do. This is like, this is what I'm passionate about. And this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So in a way it was, it was a, a little bit of a blessing in disguise because when I was faced with the prospect of it being taken away from me, I realized that I didn't want that. So it was a little bit of a blessing in disguise. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, our mom, (laughs) we put her through so much uh, (laughs) of us both being in the industry. So I totally get, you know, I can't even imagine what it is for them to watch their kids constantly going in for things and getting rejected and, you know, having to be a parent and be like, is this good for them? Like, am I putting them in a bad situation by keep by bringing them back to audition after audition? Um, But, you know, having that moment of like, wait, no, this actually is what I want to do. Because, you know, the same thing happened with me. I've been doing this since I'm six as well. So like, it's kind of the only thing that I've known. But the thought of doing anything else is like, no, (laughs) I couldn't think of anything else I would want to do. Even now, if I get like bummed out, or if I just if I'm just having a really frustrating day, I can think about trying to do something else. But at the end of the day, I'm like, no, this is this is it. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, your heart's in it. There's nothing else. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, I've been doing it for out 22 years. So there's there's no stopping inside now. You're this far in. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep going. I also love that because like I've been in this world right now where breaking rules is like the best thing to do in our industry because nobody plays by the rules anymore but I love that you guys didn't have an appointment for it through your agent you just your you said your acting coach found it and was just like you need to be seen yeah and was found a way you know it's such a you have to you have to just do it (laughs) yeah I mean it was so crazy she like she found out about it and then she ended up going on a trip but she left her apartment right mm-hmm. when she got to her car. She was like, wait. And she went back and got the script because she just felt like she would need it. And she was, I think she was like in touch with my agents or something like that. And when she landed, she was visiting her family, I think in Oklahoma. And when she landed in Oklahoma is when I got the call and they were like, you have an audition for it. And I called her and she was like, well, thank God I brought the script because now I can coach you. Wow. Yeah. It was just, it was a case of like all things going right for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing with our business is that it's such a game of right place, right time. Totally. You know, like you said, missing out on roles can be something as literally small as you are just a little bit too short or your hair color isn't the right color. Like it's, there's so many things that go into it that have absolutely nothing to do with you or your talent. Um, But when it does all come together in those moments, it's magical. It just kind of, you know. Totally. it's one of those things where it feels like everything happens for a reason because it does it totally does I also know that our creator of True Jackson he had two young kids they were super super young at the time and he showed them our audition tapes in the scene that I had you're supposed to fall over and um I didn't end up falling over in in my audition but the girl who was going against me it was literally me and another girl the other girl fell over and his daughter was like, I want the other girl because she fell and I thought it was funny. And thank, I mean, I love both of his kids now, but thank goodness he didn't listen to his kids. He was like, I just have a really good feeling about <laughs> Ashley. And I was yeah. like, well, thank you for bypassing the fact that I just didn't end up doing that pratfall. Like you changed my life because you did yeah. that. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, even that it's the smallest thing of like making a choice or, you know, not feeling it and <laughs> not wanting to do something, you know. That's so cool. Yeah. It's a, such a crazy way that I got the job, but I mean, it changed my life. I'm glad, I'm glad it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So for those kinds of auditions, are are you still feeling that kind of way now that you're you're an adult now and uh, everything? Is there any changes to, to how you're kind of approaching it? Is it still kind of the same? Ooh, that's a great question. I think from that point on, 
I don't know. I feel like I took everything so much more seriously because I was faced with it being taken away from me. And I was like, I don't want it to be taken away from me again. I will say after True, it was hard. You know, you're you're doing a show for so long and then you, mm-hmm. you don't go to auditions because you're working constantly. And I was also still in school at the time. So I was, you know, I was going to school for like five hours a day in our little school room and then working for the rest of the time and then going home, doing more schoolwork than going back to work. It was exhausting and I stopped auditioning for a while because I was working and then I had to after the show like kind of get back into the groove of things but I think now I definitely I work a lot harder I am I don't think I'm afraid now to like call my agents and be like hey what's going on what can I do to get myself out there and and to go on more auditions um I'm definitely more proactive now than I was back then Mm. What what do you feel like you're doing uh, differently or like doing extra on top of just the, the baseline incredible amount of work that an actor has to do to to kind of get that kind of edge? Ooh, um, weirdly enough, I think it's kind of the opposite of what people would think. I think, you know, people think of actors and they're like, oh, they're hustling all the time and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're go, 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 go. But I really had to kind of step back and like take care of this is gonna sound so like ethereal and gross but like I really have to take care of myself if that makes sense because we are yeah we are so like 100% 100% of the time and I got super worn out and I kind of had to step back and be like all right I I have to take time for myself I have to have a good balance of like life and work I went to Iceland um oh my god I think it was two years ago at this point And I remember my team kind of not like super fighting me on it, but they were like, you know, you're going in January and it's, it's a time of year that you would be going out to auditions and it's, you know, the start of pilot season and are you sure you want to leave? And I had to stand up for myself and be like, you know, I love my job, but I got to take a break. And if you guys really want me to continue doing this, I, I have to take some time for me. So I think, especially in the past, like three or four years, I've been really good about trying to work and be really diligent in my career, but also be really diligent about taking time off and actually like spending time with my friends. And, you know, now that I'm engaged, like spending time with my fiance and making sure we have time for date nights and spending time with each other instead of just being so focused on my work. And I think it's, it's made me a better actor because I've been able to experience life a little bit more and, and I can pull from real life experiences now. Yeah, I think it's it's so I'm so glad that you said that because I think as actors we get so caught up in well what if we miss it? What if what if I yeah. go on a trip and I miss a big audition or what if, you know, all of these things yeah. of like I need to be available 100% of the time right. and we forget that because we are our product, <laughs> we kind of have to take care of ourselves and you yeah. know, we put our business ab- above ourselves, which sometimes is helpful, but like you are a human and you need to take care and just, you know, be a human sometimes. And I think taking breaks, and I'm sure that was really difficult to have that conversation, but totally. you know, it's one of those things that 
good for you for knowing what you need and standing up for it because I think so many people don't and that's why people burn out so soon or that's why you know people feel like they're stuck in a rut and you're so right because we're actors and we're here to tell people stories you need to experience a bunch of stuff to be able to properly tell them you know absolutely my mom always told me when I was growing up that um, she would be like, if you don't think this is fun anymore and you want to stop, we're, we can like pull you out of it. And they're like, no regrets. It's totally fine. So I think I've always led with that mentality. And I think at that point when I like left and went on my trip, cause I'd never been overseas and it was always a dream of mine. So my best friend and I literally like booked tickets, I think two weeks before we ended up leaving. And it was such a dream of mine to go overseas. Yeah. We went to London and Iceland and I, I don't know. I think I've always just led with the mentality that my mom instilled with me, which is, you know, if this is not fun anymore, there's no, no one saying like, you have to keep doing this for the rest of your life. And that's what I told my agents. I was like, you know what? I, I do want to keep doing this, but I, I know I need a break. I know I need to like step back at least for a minute and just like be in, be a human, just like be a normal human being before I can think about continuing. Yeah. Yeah, our our parents have always been that way as well, where they're like, if this is ever not fun, you know, because it's such a hard business. And if you're not having fun, there's no point to be doing Honestly, it anymore. You know, you yeah. have to love what you do. Yeah. And if it's not fun, get out because it's it's <laughs> it's hard when you are having fun. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, when we are having fun, we're auditioning like there's like four back to back auditions in a day and like you're scrambling yeah. because you don't know when you're going to go have lunch or like when you can like have a sip of water and it's so like it's super fun but it's crazy yeah I mean our job is literally to be vulnerable <laughs> in front of yeah. people we don't know you yeah. know and kind of lay our hearts out on the line daily um yeah. and just kind of be okay with that. And that's wonderful. And we're so lucky that we get to do that. But it it definitely takes a toll. And I think it's so, so, so important, even if, you know, you don't go to Iceland, but if you just take like a weekend trip somewhere, you know, like just having those moments set up for yourself to be like, you know what? No, I'm actually going to take today and I'm not going to think about the business. I'm just going to have a day for myself and just kind of recharge. Yeah. Or even just something as simple as like, you know, I say no to a lot of my friends when they're like, let's go get lunch or let's get dinner or let's like go get drinks and stuff like that. And it's even just giving myself the permission to be like, yeah, I will go have lunch with you because that's a, a normal, like a normal thing to do. A human thing to do is like, go see your friends and go hang out and, and talk about life and not have to talk about work. Yeah, it, it can become very isolating very quickly. You know, when you I'm sure when you were on True Jackson, I, I can't even imagine what that was like, you know, having to do school and work and come home and learn scripts and then do more school. And, you know, it's one of those things where it takes over your life, which is amazing and so much fun, but also like you don't really have a social life and you don't really have people that you can just kind of like hang out with. I mean, I'm sure the people in the cast with you were amazing, but it's still in that, you know, work environment. So it's hard to really feel like you're getting away from it. Oh, totally. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our, the true Jackson cast and crew, we are still like close to this day. I still talk to a bunch of them. We still love each other. We are obsessed with each other, but yeah, it is really isolating and it's, dangerous for your health. I became anemic in True Jackson because I was so um, 
I was just working so much and I was so tired and my mom's a nurse. So thank goodness she was able to like <laughs> little things here and there, but I was just, I would like fall asleep in the car and just be like down for the count. I was so exhausted. And she finally was like, I think we need to see a doctor. Something's wrong. And my iron levels were like super low just because I was, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't like, I wasn't taking care of myself. It was so exhausting. I remember there was an episode in our second season where I got like, I physically got sick. I was like, just, I think it was, it was like some form of the stomach flu or something like that. But I was so sick and I literally, I would like run out and do a take of the scene and then like run to the bathroom and like (laughs) roll up everywhere and then like go back. And I had to go to the hospital that night. And I remember telling the doctor at the hospital, like, do you know how long I'm going to be here? Because I have to be on set tomorrow at 8 a.m. He was like, (gasps) you need to, like, you are crazy. You need to rest. I just, I don't know. I was, I I loved my job. So it was so easy for me to just be like, I have to go back on set. I like, I can't be in this hospital right now. Of course. Like that. I mean, I would have done the same thing. (laughs) Like I, there's plenty of stories where you hear people going through crazy extremes for their job, but you know, we love it so much. And it's one of those moments where I'm sure looking back now, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, why, why would you do something like that? You needed like a day to just chill. Yeah. But in the moment, you don't think that, you know, you don't, you don't really see until, until you're looking back in hindsight. Yeah. Well, that's wild. (laughs) I don't want to cut off all the the conversation, but I do want to make sure that we, we capture some of these closing questions. Yeah. What is the hardest thing about pursuing the arts? (gasps) Oh man. Um, The hardest thing about pursuing the arts is keeping your head up when you're being, when you're told no every single day. How how do you find that you are best able to do that? Uh, I have a really incredible support system. I have really amazing friends, but I think it's also come from just my time in the industry. I think it's come from just the perspective of, you know, knowing that it's not me. I can't take it personally. I think it's also helped that I've I've helped cast projects before and I've been on the other side of the table and I've seen some really talented people come in and I've had to see myself that like, wow, you're so talented, but it you just don't fit with the cast that we're trying to like come up with right now. So I think it's it's come with a lot of time and perspective. Who have you learned the most from? In acting or in life in general? Either or both. (laughs) Wow. I think I have learned the most from Greg Proops, I think would be the person that I choose because he, we did two Jackson together and he played Mr. Madigan. Um, And he is a comedian. I grew up watching him on Whose Line Is It Anyway. I think he's so funny and amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. So working with him was like a dream. And he, one, taught me so much about comedy like, I didn't know that it was, it, it's better when you're shooting a show for it to be cold because cold is funny. If people are hot, they're going to be sweating. They're going to be miserable and not want to watch what you guys are doing. And I'm not going to think you guys are funny. So he taught me that. He taught me so, just so much about the acting world and being in the business, but he also helped me so much with school. Um, he is mm. so incredibly smart. He literally has, his podcast is the smartest man in the world, I believe it's called. Um, Mm -hmm. And his book is the smartest book in the world. And he Hmm. just taught me 
I used to think I was such a nerd growing up because I got like straight A's in school. And I remember coming home one day and telling my mom that I wanted to get a B like the other kids. I was <laughs> <laughs> such a freak growing up. Um, and I love that. Greg was like the first person to be like, no, like it's cool to be smart. You should, you should be proud because you're this smart. And he would help me with schoolwork and um, just like, I'd bring my school books down and he'd be like, all right, this is what you need to know about, about this history book. And like, he was just so incredible to be around and I learned so much from him. I love him. Yeah, he's great. We, we love Greg Proops. We actually went to a recording of one of his episodes when he was in Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. Flappers. Yes. Oh my God. He's so amazing. I went to one, I think my first, I think I went to my first one last year um, cause when I was growing, I mean, I was 15 when I met him and he was like, you can't right. come to any of my shows cause this is, it's inappropriate. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like 25, 26 and I texted him and was like, am I old enough to come to your shows now? <laughs> he was like, yes. Aww. So I ended up going and seeing it. That's so wonderful. I love that you still have that. That's so cool. Yeah. He's amazing. What resource do you think you've learned the most from? You know what? I will say I at least in the past couple of years, the resource has actually been a book. It's You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I find myself going back to it a couple times a year. Like I'll read it and be like, yeah, I'm like, I'm ready to go. And then, you know, the year will kind of pass. And then sometime at the end of the year, I'll want to read it again. I'm literally rereading it right now. It's a good reminder, especially, you know, as you're going along and auditioning and and doing everything you can and getting headshots and going to classes. It's just been such a good reminder for me to just, to just keep going. I don't know. There's something really inspirational about mm-hmm. the books. I keep it with me all the time and I reread it all the time. I'm literally rereading it right now. Um, we used to have the the calendar in our, in our um, office of like the daily calendar that has like her little mantras on it and stuff like that. So I used to see it like every day. It's just been a really inspirational resource for me. Okay, here here's another one that's somewhat more in the realm that we were just coming from. But do you have any uh, quotes or pieces of wisdom that you keep close at hand or find inspiration from? I feel like this is going to be sad, but I'll say it. I have loved Kobe Bryant since I was a child. Ad- adopting his mama mentality in my life, it's driven me literally since I was a kid I, we my family's always been like such huge Laker fans my brother went to Magic Johnson's basketball camp when I was little I've sung in a million oh. Lakers games like I have seen Kobe Bryant in person I met him when I did Lion King he came to my last day of the show and he was so nice and he came backstage um I have he is literally like a hero of mine and his his drive and truly I mean I feel like everybody's been saying it but like the mamba mentality has just been such a huge source of inspiration for me I'm literally staring at something my fiance calls me princess mamba because he always says that like when I'm when I'm getting ready for shows or like if I know I have like a really vocally challenging like musical theater piece coming up or a show coming up I get into like just a super focused mindset he always calls me princess mamba when that happens yeah I think you know it's so completely tragic what happened but I think keeping that alive is one of the best things that we can do as people so next question um what is your favorite piece of art right now could be um music a piece of music a movie a tv show oh boy okay uh parasite was something I loved 
recent, very recently. Um, I think it deserves just all of the accolades it's been given. It's so good. Um, yep. And then a very silly one is New Girl because we went to an event and Lamorne Morris was hosting it and my fiance loves New Girl and I hadn't seen it. He was like, oh, you're so good. And we came home that night and watched it. And when I say I'm obsessed with it, like I, I have to watch a few episodes a day at this point. Like it's, I'm so obsessed with it. That. I think it's so funny. I'm not done yet. I'm like in the middle of season six. So I'm almost done. And all I want is for Jess and Nick to be together. And <laughs> I'm really hope it's going to happen. And yeah, those are, those are like the two things I'm obsessed with right now. I love that. A good, a good on either side of the spectrum, you know? You know, yeah, they have nothing to do with each other, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> What keeps you up at night? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want the really honest answer? Yes. I will scroll Instagram for hours at night. It's awful. I feel like it's so terrible. And it's because I try not to do it so much during the day that, like, at night it is my it's like what I do to catch up on everything, but I will literally as tired as I am, no matter what I, I can possibly scroll Instagram until like three or four in the morning. It's awful. I think that's fair. Instagram <laughs> can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel you girl on that one. Instagram, it can get you cause you're scrolling and then you don't look at the time. And then two hours later, you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, I have to be up in like an hour. What is this? That's a good one. That's a very good one. Thank you. That is a good one. It's it's very very actual. Um, that that's why I keep my followers down. <sighs> yeah, yeah. There you go. That's that's what that is, Mitch. Not because not because you don't post anything on Instagram. <laughs> so this is our last of our. I love how we used to call them rapid fire questions. They're not rapid fire. Um, <laughs> we we wish they were rapid fire. I know. But... Well, it's, I mean, it's hard because you have to give people a second to think. Well, also, like the questions we have, like require a lot more explanation. Like right. we don't understand the the re like rapid fire question. What's your favorite color? Exactly. What's your favorite plant? What's your favorite animal? Bamboo dog. Oh, purple. purple. What's That's your favorite plant? <laughs> Bam- uh, we have a palm tree in our house. Ooh, oh, killer. Palm trees are great. We used to have one. Um, <laughs> and then we cut it down. <laughs> it, was, it was dying. We It was, it was time. Um, yeah. It was a big guy, too. Oh, man. It's also but a mess to clean up. It was, yeah. I'm sure. It was, sure. like, right in our backyard. But, yeah. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, well. And with that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, to a regular human, we'll call them, uh, that might be interested in pursuing the arts while still working a nine to five job, what kind of advice would you give them? One, I think we kind of touched on it in this episode, but take time for yourself as much as you can. It may seem like you can't use whatever's in your nine to five or, you know, your silly life experiences in your acting, but I promise you there will be a way to use it. I believe it's Jenna Fisher, who I think wrote an actor's life from the office, but she worked like a bunch of different receptionist jobs. And lo and behold, she got an audition for the office and had to be a receptionist. You'll be able to use everything from your nine to five. 
all the like little drama that happens with your coworkers or your boss and stuff like that. You can, you can use it all in your acting career. So use it and also take time for yourself because it's really important. Take care of yourself. I think that's just a good piece of advice for anyone in life (laughs) to just take time for yourself. Honestly, it's the hardest thing to do in this business, but it's something I've learned is, is super important. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find out more about Ashley at her website, www.ashleyargotaofficial.com and her Instagram at ashleyargota9. Also, check out her podcast that she created with her fiance, Mick, called We Are Mismo. Links to more resources can be found at her show notes page on our website, www.artisticpodcast.com. We really enjoy that podcast and also want to thank again, Ashley. She was a wonderful guest and we are so happy we had the chance to speak with her. If you liked the conversation, please let us know by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people like you find the show and also gives us a chance to know who's listening. For updates on new episodes and content, you can follow us at The Artistic Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week. See ya.